Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL Combine is just around the corner, and the invites are here. It is I, Rob Paul a.k.a. the Prince of Indianapolis. And with me, as always, is AJ. Arm length doesn't measure heart, Marchese. My uh, my 29 and a half inches mean nothing to me, baby. It's all heart. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk NFL Combine snubs and the biggest risers and sliders from the summer to now. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby going out. To Vegas, maybe, looking for a young or a 2 Don't draft a run back on the first day. Don't draft a run back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sideline. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay, AJ. We've had, uh, we've gone through the college football season. We've gone through the NFL season. We went through Senior Bowl week, even though you were really upset about it. And uh, we've arrived at NFL Combine invites. Mm-hmm. They can't screw up the NFL Combine, which is nice, like because it is what it is. Uh, I'll have some takes on uh, the primetime schedule. Hey, hey, hey! No, 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 dumping on that because it worked out really well for me this year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now that you work full time, <laughs> yeah, it is wonderful. Just come home, <laughs> throw on the NFL Combine, and it's. Uh, I was looking this like it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like that is beautiful. I think Sunday mm-hmm. is not primetime though, which is like even better. It's not. I think it starts at eleven or ten or something. Also, Which is still later, but yeah. Last year, the the last couple of years, NFL Combine week, it'd be like I'd have to wake up so early to get stuff done before the combine, and like I'd be like groggy through the combine. So like now, it's mm-hmm. kind of nice. I I don't think I'm going to complain about it, Rob, but I do like to complain about things. So you never know. I wonder if it'll actually give them a ratings bump that it's in prime time. I mean, guaranteed. 
the, the ratings will go up just but like how much. Uh, yeah like because i feel like if you're a combine person you're watching it either way yeah and if you're just a regular sports guy or gal uh and you're throwing it on like why if you don't actually care very much why not throw on like a basketball game yeah, I, I understand. It's going to be interesting to see how the ratings are, uh, are going to jump. But big NFL probably going to lie to us and flub those ratings. I'm more, you know what I'm interested about is because, I mean, we hear every year like how tiring it is, combine week is for the guys because they're there yeah. for a full week. Like, obviously, they're only doing on field one day, but the interviews um, are constant. You're waking up yeah. so early, like you, the measurements. Like, there's just so much stuff you're going through. I wonder how this will, if that this will have, like a positive effect on them in any way. Not necessarily t- testing wise, just like mentally, because I know how stressful a week that can be for them. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it could be a negative effect as well. It, no, it's going to be interesting to see. It's kind of a fun uh, little experiment they're doing. Yeah. See, now you're in on it, and that's <laughs> that's what I'm here for to sell you on what big NFL wants. You're just a puppet for Raj, and we know it. Yeah, that's why I wear my fire Goodell hat everywhere. Okay. Uh, obviously, as we approach the Combine, we will do a full-blown NFL Combine preview show. And we'll do, uh, I'm sure we will then analyze the numbers post-Combine. Mm-hmm. Imagine trying to explain that to someone being like, yeah, I spent the weekend watching dudes in spandex run, and then I spent the following days analyzing... How they looked. That's what <laughs> we're I... We're fucking losers. Yeah. We're, we're losers. But yeah. at least we're self-aware. We know... It's stupid. Yeah. Like, I've never in my life tried to explain this stuff to someone who's, like, not into this. You know? It's, it's a, that's a public service you're doing, not yeah. trying to do that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Of course, uh, I think, what was it, 337 players got invited to this year's NFL Combine? Sounds right. I could have said any number and you would have agreed. Uh, but there's still some names, some 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 not big, but semi-big names left off the list. Some interesting guys not there. Uh, I've got one massive gripe that we will get to. Anyway, we're going to go through our combine snubs. We'll, uh, we'll name a, ho- a whole bunch of guys. Probably won't go too in-depth on everybody. But uh, there were snubs, just like the year Philip Lindsay was snubbed. So... I will say, though, I think they did a, a better job than usual this year. Were there guys you were expecting to get snubbed that are there? Were there guys I was expecting? Uh, no, not really. But maybe it's just easier this year. I don't know. I I think. like I don't know. I don't the, know. Like, last year felt like a lot more. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, there's like no massive. I think there's one massive one, but like that's very particular to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I will say there snubs that actually surprised me. There's probably five. Yeah, that's fair. I like. The, let's start. Like, do you want to start with the quarterbacks? Because I think there's yes. like three snubs here, and they're all pretty surprising. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of the quarterbacks, who do you think is the biggest snub? Uh, Bryce Perkins from Virginia. I think it, it's tough. I think him just because of um even outside of tape just because like i he's a fairly big name and the season virginia's had and what he's done at virginia and he's got the bloodline and i really would have liked to see him run i thought 
he could be a potential late day three uh, developmental guy. Backup. Especially yeah. with the way the league is trending towards more mobile quarterbacks. Obviously, Brace Perkins one of the most mobile quarterbacks in the class. Uh, I think even though I think Tyler Huntley is a bigger snub, the Utah quarterback, I think I'm mm-hmm. more surprised Brace Perkins isn't there. Uh, that's fair. I like. I think it's close for me between who is the bigger some. I, I like Brace Perkins more, so I'll say that. But like, I'll see Tyler Huntley was on a top ten team for ninety nine percent of the season and uh, had a good year and kind of struggled at the end. But uh, both of these guys, I, I'm kind of shocked that they're not in Indianapolis. And I think both would have tested really well. Both would have had yeah. a chance to be. I mean, they still could be, but I think both would have had a chance to be late day three picks. Um, both have certain, like, obviously both are really mobile. Both are tough as nails. Both were big-time yeah. uh, leader guys at their school. Yeah. Uh, both, I, I think Perkins better arm, Huntley more accurate. Um, but either way, I think both pretty shocking, especially when you look at some of the quarterbacks that are there. Mm-hmm. Like, Kelly Bryant doesn't need to be there. No, I, no I 100% offense, agree. But That's a Clemson bump, though, right? I think so. Like looking at the list, it's it's hard to pick guys out and be like this guy should. But I think both of them should be there over Kelly Bryant. Uh, I would take them both over um, Shea Patterson. But I get, yeah. he also has a bit of that Senior Bowl bump, uh, even though yeah. he wasn't good. And uh, like, that's true. I like them both a little bit. Like I like them both more than Kevin Davidson from Princeton Me too. And then I think those are like the three guys. To be honest, I would take them both. Um, over Stephen Montez as well. Yeah, but I, I I understand why Montez is there. Yeah, right. But yeah, again, both pretty like both had great seasons in the Power Five. Both yeah. were in the championship game. Surprising, both aren't there. I'm assuming your third guy's Mason Fine. It is Mason Fine. Less of a surprise, but uh, another guy that I would have preferred over some of those guys we just mentioned. So, I uh, I would have taken him over Kelly Bryant for sure. Me too. I uh, look. I don't want to be mean to Kelly Bryant, but I, I'm not too interested to see him. Hopefully, he puts up a fun forty. That's my uh, that's my hope for him. Honestly, it's kind of nice that the XFL immediately is interesting. And like, there's guys <laughs> like I, I kid you not. I was watching a, a player last night. I won't name him. That's going to be at the the combine. I was thinking to myself, this guy is perfect for the XFL because there was traits I liked, and there were certain things I really liked. But he used to like I he didn't give him a draftable. But I thought like a couple years in the XFL. Or like a year in the XFL, just playing times. Can you can you name him, please? No. What position? Wide receiver. Okay. All right. All right. I won't make you name him. All right. Uh, Do you have any running back snubs? Yeah. uh, Like again, not massive guys. Kind of borderline draftable guys for me. Uh, First of all, with Reggie Corbin from Illinois, who the guy we kind of liked in the summer didn't have a major year. Um, Looked okay in the the All Star game stuff, but. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of running backs. He needed, he, the, he needed the NFL combine bad because I think he would have tested pretty well. Yeah. Like, his one big trait when you watch him and that I liked about him was his burst. And I think if he burst. if he yeah. ran well... I mean, it's the same. Adrian Killen's also not invited. Uh, the Central yeah. Florida running back who, who turned pro early. And... Uh, that hurts for him big time. Yeah. He he's a guy who's really lacks size and needed to test well. Obviously, they still have their pro day, but I was kind of surprised about both of them. Uh, I was also surprised about South Carolina's Tavian Feaster because I think he's better than uh, Rico Dowdle, who's his teammate, who is going to be there. I agree. And uh, 
was it Shrine, had a big Shrine Games here. Right? Mm-hmm. He looked he, he just to me he looked like that kind of not that I, I I would draft him, but like that undrafted guy who he's tough. He does a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of things like decent. Like he's that well, third rounded. string yeah. running back who plays special teams. Yeah. So that's I I, I kind of wish he was there. I also put Jonathan Ward because I forever stand Jonathan Ward. <laughs> he also had a really. I think there's a. Little, yeah, go ahead. He had a really good year, and he uh, he, he looked he looked good at um, the Shrine game. Yeah, I think those are the four running backs for me. Yeah, and like. There's a bunch there, and it's hard to be like take a guy. But like, I was surprised. Surprised Raymond Calais from ULL was there. Me too. Uh, again, I said Rico Dowdle already. Um, Other than those two, it, it's no one really stands out as shouldn't be there. Exactly. Like, yeah, again, I, I don't like saying shouldn't be there. Maybe Scotty Phillips. But uh, yeah, yeah. Like I'd rather see Reggie Corbin than Scotty Phillips. But it's like I'm not gonna. Yell yeah, about it. Yeah, like I think the quarterback thing is much worse. Like Huntley and Perkins I, I should agree. be there. I uh, like I, I I'm not surprised any of these four running backs aren't there. I am genuinely surprised Huntley and Perkins aren't there and Kelly Bryan is. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk a little receivers. The receivers it's it's tougher to like because it's such a great class. It's hard to pull mm-hmm. anyone off and throw a guy on. Um, I, I I was I was kind of disappointed. Your guy from Temple Isaiah Wright's not there. It's my number one guy because he just he would have tested really well. It would have been huge for him. Um, it would have been fun to watch him through all the drills. And there's a boatload of receivers there, and like a lot of them, I'm not yeah. super interested in. Um, yeah. Also, I, I mean, also put down uh, Kendall Hinton from Wake, the converted quarterback, just because every time I watch Wake play this year, he he, he was just a consistent force. He looks like he's not the XFL receiver I was talking about earlier, but I think he's he's gonna find a home in the XFL. <laughs> Yeah, like Hinton would have been interesting too. Um, smaller school guys. How about the the, the late season push Marcus Bradley made from UOL? I thought he could have been fun to see there. I put him down and I put Mason Kinsey because Mason Kinsey looks so good at the Shrine. And uh, me too. Yeah. He, again, really small school. I already knew he didn't get an invite because he had he had already said during Shrine Week he was like uh, yeah. the thing going into the game was like this is my last time to showcase myself for the whole league. Um, yeah. But he looked he just looked so much better than a lot of the other receivers who were there and are now at the combine um Agreed. and i would have liked to see him run and uh he fits the mold of an xfl slot everyone's xfl now <laughs> i i mean if there was betting odds on if we were going to mention xfl this week uh take yes i i, I we really should have said it to see how long it would take one of us to I, mention the xfl i saw every snap of week one of the xfl i'm pretty proud of myself I missed the uh, early. I know Sunday. you did. That's the Vipers Guardians game. It was the yeah. worst game. Aaron Murray is still bad. Start Quentin Flowers. Uh, do you have any other skill guys? Retweet. Uh, no, those are actually all my my skill guys. Kinsey was kind of my last one. I thought they cleaned up the tight end group pretty well. Yeah, like like who are you going to gripe about Joey Magnifico? What's what's the big deal? No offense, Joey. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Sorry, Joey. I I love you, Joey, but I mean. Yeah, I'm not gonna fight for you, buddy. I'm sorry. I thought there's a couple linemen that uh, a bit surprised. One I'm really upset about. Um, I, th- I think the biggest snub in the entire combine it comes from the offensive line position. Yes, Kevin Dotson of ULL. My whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I'm kidding. Yeah, of course, <laughs> Kevin Dotson. He's a guy who I genuinely <laughs> have in my top 100 uh, on my big board. Uh, multiple yeah, other it's people. It's not just you. Yeah, like it's not exactly. like this is me standing my guy and like. 
<laughs> there's multiple like Duke Mannyweather, who's like one of the best linemen follows on Twitter, uh, who runs mm-hmm. the offensive line camp that a lot of guys use to prepare for the draft. Like he is been like talking up Dotson for weeks. Um, yeah, Dotson was the best player at the East West Shrine game. Yeah, uh, his teammate Robert Hunt, I think, overshadowed him a little bit. But even For then, sure. but even then, like I'm so shocked he's not there, and uh, like, he, he, especially for him being such a riser the last month, right? Like now, it makes me think, like, is he? I, I still can't see him getting out of the fourth round, though. Yeah, who? I I wanted to do the research, but who was the highest drafted non combine guy last year? God, AJ, why are you asking me this on the spot if you didn't do the research? I know. I wanted to. I'm like, this is going to be too much work. Maybe Rob will know. Like, was it Darwin Thompson? Fifth round? That sounds right. Can we say that? Yeah, we'll go with that, which I think. <laughs> so. I Googled Thompson. it and nothing popped up. I know. I tried. I'm like, this is too much. I'm not going to go through Yeah, it was Darwin Thompson. <laughs> Just trust the gut. <laughs> so, yeah. If a uh, like small school running back. I mean, Utah State's a little, little higher profile than UL. Oh, but not really. But UL had a great year. Exactly. So, I mean, if uh, Darwin could still go in the fifth round, I, I got no issue with Dotson being a potential fourth round pick still. Um, especially because there's so many linemen there that, in general, and like, there's so many that are going to go undrafted. No, no offense, that was a mean thing to say, but like, I'm not going to name names, wrong. but I just I have the list open in front of me. And it's like there's ten I'm looking at that Dotson is going to go above in the draft. So I just don't understand Guaranteed. that. Uh, a couple yeah. other linemen I threw down. I was surprised Zach Shackelford's not there. The Texas center combination of he had hype. Neither of us really liked him, but he had hype, and he plays at Texas. Mm-hmm. He was all, he was my second shocker of the offensive line position, and I, I agree. I don't know why he's not there either. Uh, I also put down Washington left tackle Jared Hilbers. I should say right tackle. He, he was left tackle when Trey Adams was hurt. Right tackle this past yeah. year with Kill McGarry in the league. Uh, and he, he had a good uh, East West Ryan game week. Yeah, that's a good one, too. And then Iowa State's Julian Good-Jones, just because he's a guy I kind of liked as a, a undrafted guy who's he's played all five positions at Iowa State. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, he's a good athlete, too. I thought, like, I think he's going to be a starter in the XFL, so. <laughs> right up there with Isaiah Battle. Yeah. Do you, do you have anybody else hey. on offense? No, those are those are all my offensive guys. All right, I have more on defense than I had on offense. I think I got like the same amount, so let's let's do it. Uh, I will say there's nobody like I'm nearly as passionate about about Dotson uh, as Dotson, but there's more. Uh, there's bigger names that were left out on defense. I think that's fair. Defensive line, uh, a good couple names here. Uh, the start interior. Um, yep. I'm not shocked Robert Landers isn't there because he's a guy who's a rotational guy at Ohio State, but I, I think he should be there, and I'm I'm surprised he's not. It, I think again rotational guy, uh, and, and he's more of a draft Twitter darling, I guess. Yeah, but like but even still. then, he didn't have a like a, a big flashy year or anything. Because again, rotational guy, I I I still like I think he's making a roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I also put down, I thought George's Tyler Clark not being there was pretty surprising. I think, like, both those guys, because of the power of their, their programs, um, surprised they're not Clark, there. Clark, like, a really solid player, too. And, yeah. like, I thought he was, like, uh, like, I think he's a definite day three selection. Um, 
I threw your boy UAB's uh, Garrett Marino on there. Yeah. I uh, Potential day three guy. I like him a lot. Just, again, not shocked he's not there, but I would have been really happy to see him there. I think he would have looked good. So I'm kind of shocked Bravian Roy, the Baylor nose tackle, is not there because speaking just in terms of pure nose tackle, he might be the best mm-hmm. pure nose tackle in the class. Coming from Baylor, coming from Matt Rule's team, um, yeah. it would have been nice to see him there. He, he was my biggest shocker from the interior defense line group. Like, Especially because I felt, I I felt uh, as uh, the draft season really started to, to pick up, he was getting more talk. Um, they had a weird selection of uh, interior defensive linemen at the Senior Bowl, though, so maybe the NFL just mm. views guys differently. And there is also a lot of the junior talent... Um, but there, there is a handful of guys that I could switch with our four that we mentioned. I would switch. I feel bad naming names. Ladarius I'm Hamilton. Not name <laughs> I don't like either old Miss guy all that much. I didn't think either had a great senior bowl. They didn't. Um, I'm glad Richard Lawrence was there because he wasn't at any of the. Uh, we should have been surprised, like happy they're there, but because uh, this is this is more of a sad show. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Richard Lawrence wasn't invited to any. Uh, all-star week games and uh, surprising especially like you just mentioned the, the group of the interdivisional line at the senior bowl right yeah like, um now there's there's a handful of guys that i'm not overly interested in that are there agreed but hey we're not in charge of that one i am really kind of bothered about is mike dana how, how come well he's first of all michigan shouldn't you stand your boy Oh, I'm just asking why. Yeah, well, I mean, he I think he was he was one of the best players at the first round game. I think he should be there. too. He dominated but. when he played at Central Michigan. He made that jump. I know he was more of a rotational guy at Michigan, but then having that East West Shrine good. game week, he had and he looks like. I thought he was one of the probably the five best guys at the East West Shrine game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it sucks that he's not there, and he needed it too because he again transferring up to Michigan, he had less yeah. playing time. Yeah. Sure. He looked really good for the Wolverines, too. Uh, another Big Ten edge, Aluwule Bediku Jr. from Illinois. Really another, another transfer. Big, big recruit, went to USC, transferred to Illinois, had a really good year at Illinois. Don't love his tape, but he's a really good athlete. Um, Explosive-wise, straight, straight line. I, 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 like, I had an undraftable on him, but I was just kind of surprised. Because, again, turned pro early, too. Uh, Richard, uh, Richard Sophomore, I think. He only played two I, years. I th- yeah, that, I mean, it, it, it sucks for him not being there, but I think he should have been. Uh, how about Memphis's Bryce Huff? I thought kind of a bit S- of a snub, too. Small school guy, put up big numbers. Yeah. Um, smaller, smaller t- bit of a tweener guy, but still, I thought it would have been interesting to have him there. Do you have any other D-linemen you're passionate about? No, those are my main guys. I thought they did a pretty good job with the linebackers. The only one I put down, and I'm not even bo- that bothered about it, is um, TJ Brunson from South Carolina. I thought he had a bad senior bowl week, and he's not a guy I'm a big fan of on tape and his measurements. Yeah. There's like a lot of factors going into it. I was just kind of surprised he wasn't there after coming off the senior bowl. Yeah, I, I agree. He's the only linebacker I put down because like, Brunson and Maiden, they're the only senior bowl guys not to make it, right? I think. I don't know. Don't ask me things unless you know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say I know, but I don't know yes. if it's true. <laughs> Brunson and Maiden, I'm pretty sure the only two yeah, guys. Yeah, they are. Yeah, okay. That didn't get the uh, combine nod. So, yeah, Brun- Brunson's my only linebacker. I have to, if you want to go with name power like David Reese, but, again, not, none of these are bothering yeah, me. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. Uh, whole mess of DBs. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's partially because of the depth this year. Um, yeah. I I was just DBs in general. I was pretty surprised Reggie Floyd's not there. The Virginia Tech safety, um, yeah. a guy who I th- he played the Terrell Edmonds role where he's almost more of a linebacker at safety. Uh, he is a guy I've seen people have in the top 100. I thought he was going to be like I think he's like fourth round guy for me. Um, I thought he would have tested pretty well straight line too and done a lot for himself. So I'm. I would say he's the second biggest surprise after Dotson for me. No, that's fair. I mean, if you, again, if you want to go name power, Levante Taylor from Florida State not being there kind of, kind of surprised. His like his fall from his sophomore year is crazy. Massive. Like I'm pretty sure after his sophomore year, people like first round pick and like P- yeah. like uh, PFF had an insane grade on him, and then he had a bad junior year where he's banged up, and he went back for his senior year, made the shift to safety. Probably mm-hmm. a nickel in the NFL. Him not going there, like, that just, that kills his stock. Killed, yeah, absolutely. Um, also, after, like, Miles Dorn, kind of surprising, he had some love, and I think he would agree. test it well. You already mentioned Maiden off the, uh, he's a guy who I don't think would have tested well, and he had a bad senior bowl, but he's a guy I think can make a roster on special teams. Uh, another mm-hmm. SEC safety, Jeremiah Denson from Auburn. Um yeah, there's a lot of DBs. Uh, Jace Whitaker from Zona. Yeah, he's a guy I like a little bit as a day three guy. Chris Williamson from Minnesota, who had a good East-West Shrine game. Uh, Parnell Motley from Oklahoma. He's got some love. Um, one of the guys I kind of really, really uh, like, Eastern Michigan's cor- uh, corner, Kevin McGill. Tall, press press guy, yeah. So it sucks he's not there. Um, he's gonna- One of my low-key guys from the summer, Rob, uh, how about Brinson from Georgia Southern? Like, I'm not shocked that he's no. He it, it's it's funny because over the summer we talked about him and Vilder a lot, and yeah. uh, when we we're doing the conference shows and like Vilder, obviously the better prospect, but mm-hmm. he just no, heard nothing through the season about Brinson and nothing in since. the summer. I thought he was a like a day three guy. Yeah, I know. It kind of sucks. Uh, I also put Amari Henderson the Wake Forest corner uh, and Elijah Riley the Army corner. Yeah, there's there is for sure a lot of DBs, but like, look at the list. It's not like there's guys you can easily pick out. Be like, okay, they. That's what I mean. Well, it's not a great safety class. Like, I would have taken um, Reggie Floyd over multiple safeties here. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, but the corners it is much harder because again, there's a lot of depth there. Nobody absolutely stands out. Um, I don't know why. Why is there a cap on it? Well, I don't know. Why at, the, at the same time, it's like there has to, they can't invite everybody. Yeah. So there has to be a cap, but I don't know how they decide what it is. Like four hundred feels like a nice number. Yeah, just like throwing a bunch of throwing like prioritize certain positions. Like quarterback doesn't even though uh, there's two two bigger snobs are quarterbacks here. Like the guys who should be there prioritize DBs, uh, linebackers, and receivers. Like guys who are core special teamers, yeah. <laughs> having having more players there doesn't just help those players, but it helps the team be able to see them. The teams, right? So yeah, like, I don't know. That's why we're not in charge, and uh, our our king Roger Goodell is. Yeah, we couldn't say no to anybody. I wonder how much Roger Goodell actually like knows about <laughs> like about like. Foot, the draft and football stuff? and like the draft and like how many prospects because he's like obviously that's not his main job. Um, I feel like that's a good question. I, I feel like he's probably not 
that knowledgeable. Like, if I asked him who Chris Williamson or TJ Brunson is, does he know? I would say no, unless he knew them for some reason personally. Like, like you know what I mean? Ran into them Goes somewhere. way back with them, yeah. Good point. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it for a combine snubs, but we will do a big combine preview where we'll predict 40-year... The, the kind of stuff people want to listen to. Yeah, I think this guy's going to run a 427. <laughs> yeah, we'll make stupid, bold claims, so don't worry. Hey, Henry Ruggs might. He might. So, stay. listen to that show whenever that comes. <laughs> Three, two weeks? Three weeks? I don't, I don't know. know. No, sooner than that. The combine's, f- like, March 3rd. Wait, what's the two date? Weeks. Yeah, shut up. I don't know what the day is. <laughs> I, I moved to Saskatchewan. Time's not a thing out here. Uh, anyway. Uh, AJ, fo- yeah. football season might be over. But, guess what? March Madness. XFL. Oh. March Madness XFL and XFL are, are around the corner. <laughs> uh, XFL's here. March Madness is around yeah. the corner. NBA is still happening. I don't know if people bet on hockey. Um, Dumb so, go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code CHAIR. Put all your money on that. Tell them we sent you. I don't know if you can physically do that. Uh, but AJ needs beer money, so please. I do. Hey, let me let me give a quick uh, pound on the table for it. Conference tournaments, which are almost as good as March Madness itself. Watch those. I love conference those. tournaments. I almost like them more no, than March Madness. No, you don't. That's, such, gonna, that's an maybe, insane thing. That's like you trying to tell... Me in front of the show, Matt McCune, you would rather watch a meaningless Big I, East. I never said that. Yes, you, you said you would rather watch a random college basketball game between two unranked teams than uh, a random NBA game. It's an yeah, insane like thing to say. No, you, like you've never done that. You've never you've never turned on a Miami so of Ohio angry. versus You're Bowling so Green game when the Kings are playing the Spurs. Like you, that's I also true. don't watch that game either, though, in, in my defense. I'm not watching either of those games. <laughs> Why? Like what? But you're saying if you had to, you would pick the college basketball game. That's not true. It was a con- That's not true. It was a That's not true. tournament Stop. game. Stop. That it was wasn't how we just. Anyway, this is not what this is about. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so angry. Well, because yeah. it's a stupid. It's your worst take, and it's not close. And you have a lot. Of I like college basketball more than I like the NBA. That's it. No, that's, but, that's but the it. but the question that was asked was, would you rather watch a random college basketball game or a random NBA game? You said college basketball, and then we threw these scenarios out, and you still said it, and that's not true. Anyway, hey, we're talking North biggest ri- We're talking biggest risers and sliders since the summer. Obviously, we do our big shows over the summer, conference by conference, talking about all the prospects that are catching our eyes. And uh, a lot of time has passed, and our minds That's change. True. No matter what draft Twitter tell- should tell you, if draft Twitter finds a tweet that you tweeted six months ago, your opinion could have changed since then. But they'll still try to roast you because draft Twitter is annoying, and I am. I'm part of it, but I'm uh, I'm the I'm a, gonna get, I'm a positive in draft Twitter. No, because uh, I don't care. That's something that just bothers me. Trying to like people trying to like ro- I'm not even a Matt Miller guy. Trying to roast Matt Miller for changing his mind about an offensive tackle class. Let's get over it. Come on. I agree with you, Ralph. Uh, because mine's changed. Guess what? No one had Joe Burrow as the number one pick over the summer. That's true. And now we're here. Um, so we're gonna go through uh, some of the biggest risers from the summer to now through the college football season, through Senior Bowl week, all of that jazz, and some of the biggest sliders, because, hey, guess what? There's guys we thought would go really high, and now they just might not. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's jump into our risers. I Undoubtedly, the biggest riser is Joe Burrow. That is correct, Rob. Uh, literally going to go first overall. 
If you asked me this time last year, I didn't think he was draftable. So, <laughs> monster rise. Yeah, went from a day three backup quarterback to potential yeah. franchise quarterback. Thanks mm-hmm. to thanks to Joe Brady, thanks to a couple of weapons, and thanks to him him just developing, seeing uh, the coaching staff trust him, open it up, give him full power, give him. He also had so little time before the season after transferring from Ohio State. Yeah, the year before to prepare and, um, I I mean, what's there to say? He's Tony Romo with his uh, ability to extend plays, his pinpoint accuracy. I love Joe Burrow. Who doesn't love Joe Burrow? Greatest college football season uh, quarterbacks ever had. Uh, I think so. And I think the second biggest one, uh, for me is probably Jedrick Wills, the Alabama tackle. That is fair. Uh, he is my – I did it by position. He's my top uh, riser at tackle. If you went position by position, we can just do that then so I'm not jumping you all over. So who's your okay. running back? I don't have any because running backs are useless. Okay, no, I'll hit a couple. So if you want to do riser first, I, I think Gordon, the second riser for me at quarterback, if we want to get that deep into it. Okay. Is that fair? I mean, sure. I don't know. I, for for running backs, I went with uh, J.K. Dobbins and uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, my two biggest risers. And what? What? Okay, I don't think AJ understood that what we're doing. Um, that's okay. Maybe. In what world did like J.K. Dobbins was always a top five running back? Yeah, but now he's uh, no. I don't like not not unanimously at all. He he had a big rise. Well, I mean, if you if you, I mean, he was my number two running back over the summer. He is my number two running back right now. Okay, how about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Was top 10 for me and still top 10? Oh, okay, I, I, like I said, I told you before the show, I did like guys that... Well, we're talking the biggest risers, not just anyone who rose. Well, I did mine by position. Okay, keep going. Where else? Where do you want to go next? We're going your Who's position your by position. I don't have running backs. I just put the 10 biggest risers because I'm not going to put myself in a box where I have to pretend J.K. Dobbins rose. Okay, wide receivers. I don't have any. Really? Well, uh, I, I put again. I put my ten biggest risers. Okay, I just did more guys than you. I threw Je- uh, Justin Jefferson's name. Oh, I put Brandon Ayuk. Okay, so those are my two. Brandon Ayuk kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, was over. I think he was like the third. Like Kyle Williams was getting more snaps than him, <laughs> and it, or true. more looks the year before at Arizona State. Obviously, quarterback change and Nikhil Harry gone. Ayuk is. I'm still not totally like I'm not sold on Ayuk the first mm-hmm. round pick. I he he reminds me a lot of Sammy Watkins though, where it's like he the potential of what he could be is gonna prop. Like, do you think how how late do you think he could fall? Like at the, his absolute floor, yeah. Um, Fifty five. Okay, like I don't think he gets out of the top forty. Because I think he's going to test really well too, right? I think so. Like I think he's going to, but I think that's his absolute floor. And like I said, how it, high? It, he still like, feels how high do you see? Him? Like what's his ceiling? Like could 25? he? Could he go? Could he be the fourth receiver off the board? Like, do you uh, think he would go above Lavisca Chanel? Because to me, Lavisca Chanel is the same idea but better. I think he could go over Chanel. Okay, uh, I'm not going to say he's going to. No, I think the potential's there. Like obviously, assuming. In not in this order, but in some order, Judy Lamb rugs are the first three. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm comfortably saying that. Yeah, the combine's gonna be really fun for separating some of these receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know where receivers? Do you have any tight ends, Rob? No. I think like we're playing Go Fish. <laughs> I put, I put Am Troutman. 
and Cole Komet here. Again, so. again, I, I just picked ten, the ten biggest, so... Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, it makes Ta- sense. I mean, the tight end class is pretty wide open. Yeah. Um, it's kind of... Like, I got a... Maybe, do you have a faller at tight end if you want to jump through it right here? Do you want to say it? No, I don't. Okay, I have Bryson Hopkins, I think, the, the biggest faller of the tight ends. What? Hopkins from, from where he was in the summer till now? Okay, I don't know. How did he fall? What do you mean? He's a top 100 guy over the summer, top 100 guy now. Well, he was a potential first-round pick over the summer, and there's zero chance of that happening now. Like, well, it's, I know you don't have a faller, but like, who would you say is the biggest faller? Jared Pinkney. Because I don't think – I think Jared Pinkney went from potentially being good. a top 60 pick to I'm, like he's going on day three. Okay, but the two of them, I agree. I don't uh, think do Hopkins, other- I don't. I I don't understand the Hopkins fall thing because like he's tight end three. Are you just really low on him? I'm like I'm not even that low. I just don't. Uh, I don't know how high he's gonna go. Like, do you think he's a second round pick? I I, I said top one hundred. Oh yeah, sorry. I like he's a day two guy to me, and I think he's gonna kill the combine. He had a good senior bowl. Mm-hmm. Damn, I think AJ I just, in here with hot takes. J.K. Dobbins rising, Bryson Hopkins falling. What's going on? <laughs> okay, what else? This, is, this is why you shouldn't have boxed yourself into having to do one for every position. Just do I ten. Know. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I like being in this box now. How about tackles? Tackles. Jedrick, I, I put Jedrick Wills, Josh Jones, and Mackay Becton in my top ten risers. Whoa, and they were my top three tackle risers, Rob. Good work. I'm glad you're doing three per position. Uh, I mean, Wills went from being overshadowed by Alex Leatherwood to being a top ten yeah. guy, and, and yeah. Backton went from there was hype. It's funny because there was hype, but then like I felt at least for us, and I, I not even just us, there was hype be- because of but what he did last yeah. year at Louisville. Like he played left and right tackle, and he's so big, and everyone knew who he was. And then you dug into the tape, and it was, like, kind of underwhelming. And then this year, he just took it to that next level. And actually just, like, he's going to be a top 12 pick. See, but, uh, yeah, my reasoning for, like, I, I know we both had Beckton. But, like you said, there was hype. But it felt like between May and October, he was forgotten about. You yes. know what I mean? And so I think he's he's very reasonable for having and, rise. And Josh Jones, his rise was steady. He went from, like, a day three athletic upside and he like slowly through the season you started to hear more and more hype and he's a top 100 guy and then the senior bowl dominance and he's gonna blow up the combo like he's not getting out of the first round i don't think i mean it's hard to say that this far away but again i agree uh do you have interior offensive line because i have one uh i got lloyd cushionberry see i don't think he rose like he's like i don't think he's going in the first round and i i don't know he's top 60 for me over the Summer, he still is. Well, you're smart, Rob. I put not everyone. I is. think Caesar Ruiz is the biggest riser, and he's, he's my second one. He's a guy I banged table for a bit over the summer, mm-hmm. but like now he's he might be the number one tier offensive lineman in the whole class. I think it's between the two of them, um, which will lead to us talking about a slider in a bit. But uh, yes, it will. Yeah, no, Ruiz. Like as I dig into more and more tape, that's just the more I like him. I think. Him versus Cushionberry, Ruiz the better run blocker. Uh, I think Ruiz is more schemes versatile. Cushionberry is more of a zone guy to me. Like Cushionberry mm-hmm. has like Rodney Hudson esque. That's fair, yeah, for sure. And uh, Ruiz, I think, is I don't know. Every time I watch him, I just think of the penalties. <laughs> Which I mean, that's high praise uh, considering like. Absolutely. So yeah. Uh, do you have any other interior line? No. Do you? No. Uh, 
Okay, you, I don't know. You have to lead this conversation because you're the one with position everywhere. So go ahead. I'm trying to. Into your defensive lineman, Rob. Do you have any? Ross Blacklock. That's my choice as well. He kind of came out of nowhere, and um, I think for most people, uh, well, most people, it's honestly that you could throw Kinlaw here to some extent. Kinlaw was also on my list. Yeah. I just I feel like there was the noise so. Blacklock, it, it, it was more out of nowhere, the rise. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, um, for sure. But, like, Kinlaw, you, uh, I have Derek Brown over Kinlaw, but, like, I'm not going to shit on someone for having Kinlaw over Derek Brown, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, me neither. I also have Brown over Kinlaw, but, yeah. Um, the third spot, I think, is generally most people have Neville Gallimore, but that fourth spot, Ross Blacklock came out of nowhere, and I, I think, like, he's there for me. He's my IDL4. Mm-hmm. Um. Where'd you have Kinlaw in the summer? Oh, like position wise or big board wise? Give me both if you have. I, or what you I, this is off the top of my head, so I think I had him. Uh, IDL two, mm-hmm. which again it was it was over the summer it was like pretty clearly Derek Brown and kind of. I think Kinlaw was like still two over the summer just because there was the athletic upside and there was just more there. Right. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Uh, but lots but, of people but, weren't there with him. But so, yeah, the the rise came from. I think I probably had him in the 30s to now he's top 15, top 10. Right. Yeah. So that's where the rise came for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other edge? No. Go fish. I. <laughs> no, but like, see, mine. I I, I fished a bit here. Uh, like Zach Bond, I probably put for the highest, but. He's not even an edge, though. To me, he's a linebacker. Yeah, I know. But it's like it was kind of slim pickings at edge. I just don't think, like, like, even Chason, like, in the summer, you could see, like, did you have him, like, top 40 in the summer? Yeah, so I looked at some old mock drafts, and I had him going in the first round. Exactly. So, like, I I think he is, like, a riser, but not dramatic or anything. So Yeah, uh, no, that's fair. Like, it's less of a rise when you go from 28 to 12. Yeah, it's like it's le- obviously less of a rise numerically, but Thanks. almost more of an impactful rise, right? Yes. Let's go both ways. Uh, linebacker, who do you have? A Patrick Queen. His came so late too. Yeah, for sure. That's that's my number. Zach one Baum, as well. if you consider him here, makes sense too. But yeah, Queen went from I don't know, I don't know where until like the SEC championship, and then yeah. people are like, "Who's this guy?" And yeah. just because there were so many players on LSU overshadowing him, and uh, you dig into the tape, like I th- we we might have talked about this last week. I still have like Kenneth Murray. I comfortably have him as my linebacker too. But Queen's like mm-hmm. to me just the combination of athletic upside. He's less refined than some of the other guys, but the athletic upside puts him at three. Yep, uh, I mean like uh, like I think we both agreed he's not first round for us, but we could see him going there when we did our mock draft. Yeah, or... yeah, like he's a top forty guy on my board. Uh, no other linebackers for you, right? No. I, I put Akeem Davis-Gaither. Yeah. No, list. I think that's fair because he's, he, he's, like, getting discussed as a potential second-round guy now. Yeah, and obviously before the season just – Like, there was a little bit of talk about I him. I think he was more of a draft Twitter darling before the season, though. Exactly, yeah. Uh, corners? Jeff Gladney. And now I, I think he was considered, like, that kind of smart senior day two – yeah, I think he's really athletic. Day two corner, but now as we approach, like I, the more I see, like he currently sits as my corner two, uh, and the more I see, the more I like, and I think he's going to dominate the combine. Wish he could have been at the Senior Bowl, 
Um, yeah, fuck. But, yeah, I, I, I feel pretty comfortable that he's the biggest corner riser in my mind. Uh, yeah, I, I put Jeff Akuda, too. Not that, like, he was some... He was fighting for the corner one spot the whole time, though. Yeah, no, he was in the conversation, but, like, it, it's not like he was a surefire guy. Top and five it's not like he, block. Yeah, exactly. Like, so this is more of a, of a big board thing than a positional thing. Uh, do you have any safeties? Yeah, I put Kyle Duggar because the closer yeah. we get, the more chance I think there is he goes in the first round. Ooh, okay, I like that. That, that. Hey, that's been the talk this week. That's not just me generating it because I love right. him, but um, and the more I see, the more I like. And he just again, the, he was the best safety at the Senior Bowl. He was the best DB yeah. at the Senior Bowl. Um, yeah, and he's like he's getting those Keanu Neal comps, and Keanu Neal went in the first round. That shocked people. That's uh, true. Um, and Duggar. The numbers he said he expects to test at the combine would put him in the first round. It's true, absolutely. Because would he like four, four, five, or something? Like he expects were better. In like a forty-two inch vert. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Um, what if he does it though? No, that's I, I. That's my. We named all my ten. I threw Ashton Davis's name. I know he's. I I not. have him. He's like right where I had item um, top forty-five before the season. He's still top forty-five. Again, you're smart, but lots no, of people didn't have. I don't think that's anywhere. true. Really? I don't know. I yeah. thought it kind of started in like he he was September. like kind of always this top of the second round guys. He, if anything, he slid. It's it's like he 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 slid in slid in <laughs> over the last month. Where did you see him higher than like thirty or wait? I no, I don't get this one. I'm sorry. You have to walk me through it. Like I'm just I, I didn't think he was that good in like August, and then from there to obviously we saw him sneak into potential first round, and then he's not there anymore right now. But you but didn't think them, Ashton Davis was good last year? I liked him, but I didn't think he was gonna be a first round guy. No, he's still not gonna be. I know, but he he was almost going to be. <laughs> there's, he's, there's he's still potentially, but he's the top forty five guy. But I think, I think I, again, exactly. I think he's there. Like, I think you're reaching on a lot of these. No offense, AJ. That's why you should have done well, just 10. Look, sorry for working harder. Okay, let's do our followers. You're not um, working harder. You're working dumber. <laughs> uh, and harder. Yeah, harder and dumber. I barely okay. I barely show up to this podcast, and I'm smart. <laughs> yeah, right. Sliders. You, put, you, you do followers, and I'll just jump in when I agree. Okay. Because I have too many guys. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go kind of just in some sort of position order. I put two quarterbacks. So I got 10 sliders. I put both Jacob Easton and Jacob from Jake from. Yeah. Um, Jake from my number one pick for sure. From is pretty obvious because we saw silly people mocking him first round and even top 10 at times. And now like, I don't think he goes like he could, because it's the NFL. Ryan Finley went in the fourth round, early fourth round. Um, Fromm could still go in the second round, but, like, I don't, like, the kind of ideal match, I think, for him is back of the third round to the Vikings. And that, that to yeah. me, in my mind, that's the absolute highest I think you could justify taking him, and it's because it's that team. That's fair. Like, if you were to ask me, I, I don't think he's going to get up to day two. No. Would I pick him there? Probably not. Exactly. And with East in it, it's kind of strange because... It's we're, kind of all over with Easton. Yeah, we're still seeing people say first round or like. I I just think there's more of a chance that he is 
he falls to the fourth round, then he goes in the first round. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's going to be a day two guy, but I agree with that. Would, like again, I would I would take him over Fromm just because of the pure upside. Oh, me too, absolutely, I, uh, uh, for sure. But Fromm is way, 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 way safer. Like Jacob Easton is the most dangerous quarterback you could draft. Like he could be Christian Hackenberg. He could also yeah. he he could also be uh, I don't know Jake Cutler, which is like not great, but it's like a start. A it's a top a top a twenty quarterback at times. Yeah, yeah. He needs perfect situation. Him and from is so yeah, um, and I think before the season people thought both could be franchise quarterbacks. Uh yeah, for sure. Who do you got next? Uh okay. Do I have any other offensive players? Yes, Tyler Biotish. Yes, that's my uh, my big one on offense. I had a mock draft that when I made my way too early mock draft, which is like yeah. the week after the 2019 draft. NFL draft, I think I had him go in the top 10. I, th- I think I remember you doing that. And like, it's been like a slow, gradual fall for Biotish, like right? He's obviously not going in the first round. I don't know if he's going in the second round. I don't think he's going to test well. Um, and it also doesn't help him that we're seeing Ruaz and Cushenbury. Like, Cushenbury yeah. obviously dominated the senior bowl. Ruaz is a guy whose tape is amazing. Um, Nick Harris, even with a bad senior bowl, he's going to test yeah. well. And, like, Matt Hennessy had a pretty solid senior bowl. Like, just the yeah. center, like all, center depth's really good. All these guys have the potential to go over Biotish. I, I don't know if they all do, but they have the chance to. I think Ruaz and Cushenbury do. I do too. Uh, I'm just Harris. Uh, Harris might, and Hennessy even. Might. Harris, I, I don't think Hennessy. Ha- I don't think Hennessy does. Uh, if Harris tests like I think he will, though, and Biotis tests how I think he will, I, I I feel Harris going to that zone scheme. I still like Tyler Biotis. It's just he's fallen absolutely. Yeah. Um, defensive line. I had a couple actually. Rekwon Davis. My, that's my big one. He yeah. went from I don't know two years ago the next Clayus Campbell to being how how early does he go? He's not going. I don't I, like third round maybe. I think think that's where people see him right now. Like I still like I don't even dislike him. That's a thing. He's I think my ideal six. Um, I think there's a yeah. role for him. Like he he's a good run defender. He's just not adding much as a pass rusher. He doesn't use his hands all that well. He's put better leverage, but he's still interesting. I think he's closer to just being like a fine starter than anything else. Mm-hmm. Then something uh, high upside, something special. I, I agree. Nick Coe. Who's your other Nick idea? Coe. Nick Coe. I don't know if you want to call him an IDL or an edge or whatever because yes. people are banging the table for him before the season because he was versatile. And then like Marlon Davidson ended up being what he was supposed to be. Yep. Nick Coe is just his stock evaporated. I still. It's funny because neither of us thought, because like, we're so fucking smart, neither of us. <laughs> thought he was a like i didn't have a draftable on him over the summer i i still have to like i'm not done his tape but like yeah i don't know he's gonna have to have a good combine to kind of build anything uh (laughs) a pair of edges you took gross matos went from like this guaranteed top 15 pick to another guy i didn't love but like he's still he's he's gonna probably go top 50 he should test well yeah but uh like, Terrell Lewis, to me, is a guy who's closer to what people thought Matos was. I agree. He, that, that was my, my top follower at the position. Alton Robinson, too. 
Yeah, see, I never liked Alton Robinson really, see, but there was like first round talk a little bit. I, with him, so. I that's one where I will own. Uh, I thought Alton Robinson was going to be uh, a, a really safe day two guy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the more I see, the less I like. He's just not very athletic. He doesn't have any bend. He got dominated the senior bowl. Um, he's a guy who's like he's gonna have to test well to go early day three. Yeah. I also put Curtis Weaver just because some people had him like top fifteen and even first round, and I, it's not even that I dislike Curtis Weaver or anything. I just think he's a safe day two guy, but he's not more than that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can fight you on that one a little bit, like just because like, he for you when you had the risers, he, Weaver just where I thought he was like from the summer. Yeah, that that's You're right. what I mean. But like in terms of like you see him mock drafts like top ten. Like yeah, like I've seen him go to the Falcons multiple times at like, sixteen. Yeah, like, like that's crazy. Like I saw him going mm-hmm. over a like I absolutely love AJ Epinesa. I think you do too. Um but like seeing a guy like like I I would never take Weaver over him. And I like Curtis Weaver a lot. It's just the he's hype safe. Got he's way safe. Too he's much. a safe he's a safe day two guy. I like I think mm-hmm. he's a third round pick. Um who else do I have? Oh, I only have one more. Uh okay. Grant Delpit. Yeah. Um, oh no, I have two more. It. I lied. I have two more. But yeah, Grant Delpit. The, for sure, the top follower at Delpit. Uh, at Delpit, at safety, but uh, still gonna be a first round pick. I don't know. Probably. Are you sure? Maybe. I'm not sure. No. The the like I still think so, but I'm I'm seeing. You know what part of the problem is? Like he was so good as a sophomore, mm-hmm. and that people just see some of the like he he tackling was obviously the issue. Um, and he was yep. also playing hurt that old miss game where uh John John Reese Plumley lit them up. Uh, I I think people are just so high on him seeing him struggle uh it's like they they go so sour on him and it's almost like they've seen so much of him now. And this is yeah. something that honestly does happen and it, it's happened to me too where you see so much of someone you start going the other way maybe too much. Absolutely, because the the longer you see a guy, and the more you see a guy, the more flaws you tend to find. Yes, right? but like even like being overcritical of those flaws. Exactly, I think that happened. To, just, I think that happened to guys like, like I think that that happened to Derwin James. That probably, yeah. I mean, I think that's just kind of human nature, though, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's silly at times, but it's it, it sometimes you're right about it, right? Yes. Uh, my last one, Bryce Hall. He went from yeah. potentially corner one last year to like corner six or seven maybe this year with the injury and just like yeah. I don't like nobody like I still like him. It's hard. It's hard when you still like like I still like him a lot, but like the it's he's I don't know. I don't think he's gonna test it, very well. It's also hard because of the injury, but I mean he clearly is the biggest follower at the corner position. Yeah, um, I thought he was a stud. I'm sad. His tape was worse. I did too. Like, two. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. you, you just saw more of him struggling with that. Like he's he's awesome in press, but if he like he can get taken advantage of by a guy like this isn't a, a really like thing that happened, but like a guy like a Jalen Rager type or a Henry Ruggs type, like the guys who are just speed. so much speed and so clean with the release game. Yeah, it hurts him a lot. Uh, that's I, everyone. Do you yeah. do you want to name anyone else? Not really. Like you hit all my big ones. Like I think the biggest yeah, the no. biggest is from 
Beatish Raquan Davis. Yeah, because like and like like wide receiver, I struggled finding someone. Um, tackles were kind of tough too. You know what I mean? And then the other ones we pretty much named. If and I got linebacker, if I had to name one, it'd be Marcus Bailey because of injury. Yeah, like that's even. I still love him I mean? so much. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, no, no, you pr- we pretty much hit all the same guys as followers. Alrighty. Uh, okay, listeners, later in the week, we will hit you with our NFL and college football coaching carousel episode where we Whoa. will grade every coaching hire. Uh, One hopefully, of my favorite episodes. Hopefully, Michigan State hires someone by then. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. Well, I'll just keep guessing. It's not Luke Fickle because he's smart. Uh, so, follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarquise13. Follow me at RobPaulNFL. Um, also, um, go to the ledge sports.com. You can read my NFL draft articles there. Thank you.